Hi, I'm KS Garner, and you're listening to the Solo Nerdbird Podcast. Today, I'll be speaking with the creator and comics writer of the comic Fables of Reclamation, issue number one, Jared Bailey. Welcome, Jared. Hey, hi, hi. How's it going? All right. Well, thank you for joining us today. Uh, outside of my introduction, who is Jared Bailey and what are you about? Okay, so um, uh, I've always, uh, so my, yeah, so I am Jared Bailey. Um, I have been um, a lover of like comic books, superheroes, uh, and sci-fi since uh, I think my first brush with it was uh, the 90s Spider-Man cartoon that would come on Saturday mornings. Uh, Spider-Man's always been kind of like my gateway into that entire, um, I guess, genre. Um, And and, um, like what kind of, inspired me the most to um write comics of my own was uh honestly seeing that first uh toby mcguire spider-man film in first grade um and just the first amount of in- i'm sorry you said first grade yeah yeah i was in first grade i was uh i was like seven um yeah uh, it was uh pretty pretty um amazing uh, as an experience to see something like made into like a, a tangible like live action form and um like i i don't think i've ever seen like an adaptation like that where it took something that was like completely like uh 2d animated or or, hand-drawn or illustrated as like a, an idea and um i i really like have always wanted to give other people like that same like that same kind of like satisfaction or, or enjoyment of, of being able to see something on the screen uh, after seeing that first Spider-Man. Um, that kind of like made, made me want to make movies. So I, I went to um, UC Santa Cruz to like to pursue a film degree. Um, I think the, the main thing about like um, all of that, I think is the storytelling aspect. Um, I think writing has always been something that's uh, been something that I've wanted to do. Um, and the stories in like Spider-Man comics and um, like comic books in general, I think are, are things that like really um, excite me because they're they're in all these different like fantastical realms, but there's always like um, a really core value about just goodwill um, that I think, um, has always kind of been my inspiration. Yeah, I can definitely relate to Spider-Man being the gateway for a lot of us into comics. Um, I was, I think maybe in the fifth grade or sixth grade when this first first Spider-Man came out with Toby. And um, I have the Stan Lee uh, how to draw comics thing somewhere in this office. I don't know where it nice. is, but yeah. Um, that was from back in 2000 and well, I'm scared to say it. I, don't, I can't even remember when it was, but yeah, I first started, you know, with, uh, with comics and like graffiti. I was trying to mix it together oh, a little bit. Like, so when I saw um, the Miles Morales one, I was like, oh my God, this is, yeah. you know, new school, new school, high school all over again. Cause that's how I got into all of this um as my own interest and not just another thing of media that I was consuming in a way so I was actually in it instead of consuming it so yeah Spider-Man is definitely 
been my gateway. I don't know about you, but when a No Way Home came out, I had to like mute everything and block everything related oh, to yeah. I was like, you guys, <laughs> I had to block my favorite superhero because you guys are just ruining everything for me. Yeah, so, totally. Yeah, like I had to block it back when the trailer first came out and people were doing the spoilers, the movie hadn't even come out yet. So right. yeah, I, I can I can definitely relate to Spider-Man being the gateway for um for me as well. Um, but off of Stan Lee's comics, your comic, Fables of Reclamation, what, what is that about? Oh, okay. So um, that is a medieval uh, fantasy meets superhero action thriller. Um, the first issue takes place uh, solely during um, like one um, like battle sequence uh, and it introduces like a lot of the core characters that I um, have so far and been enjoying uh, developing and writing and I hope to see more uh, adventures with. So the what you sent me when I saw it, you know, you know, Black characters, fantastic. You already got me hooked. And then the medieval fantasy aspect of it as well. I just got into playing Dungeons and Dragons like three years ago. So that's what it reminded me of. And it's nice to see Black characters, Black people, people of, you know, non-white people in this type of setting because it's normally like white people. Um, if you do get the one, you, you get the one black character and they're bald headed, you know, or something like that, or um, they play like a monk. A lot of people want something where you can see what they look like versus with one of your characters, he's in full armor, full like full knight armor in a way, which is yeah. nice. It's just it's nice to see black dark skinned characters in this type of setting because because a lot of I guess fans of genre I guess would be the word don't really see us in that setting whereas we see ourselves in it in every facet but we don't we, we we're, we're unable to share that with other people who don't look like us if that makes sense right, right. so yeah it, it was it was really nice to see to have that here. I mean, of, of course, there's more to it than just it being about black having black people in it. So, I don't mean to oh no focus no. too much on that. But it's, it was nice to see. It's nice to be. That's I think that right in itself is a huge selling point. If you don't mind me saying. No, no, not at all. Uh, I appreciate it. Um, that was actually one of my um, like I guess inspirations for this. Um, <laughs> I, I started. Um, I like because I've always wanted to have like a black knight superhero kind of character um, to just be able to like like read about or or like see um, and in that kind of fiction because I like kind of same with me like about three like four years ago I started uh, getting into D&D &D. Mm -hmm. and um, that like that's uh, I love that um, and I also like uh, I think a lot of what I loved about D&D too also came from uh, liking RPGs. Um, like I, I love Mass Effect and Knights of the Old Republic and D&D um, &D was kind of like something that you could enjoy real time with other people. Yeah. And um, the whole like fantasy, 
like medieval aspect is like of D&D is like so like rich and it's like really cool like really awesome stuff and um you know I like uh Middle Earth um like as as its own like lore um and you know, I, I've enjoyed watching Game of Thrones and um, kind of like like how you stated earlier, like not seeing a whole lot of like people that, you know, like look like us or in like in substantial like developed roles. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's kind of like, <laughs> kind of like it's not the not the best, <laughs> like uh, not like uh, I think you like you kind of uh you stated it really well or it's like you're not able to share it in the same kind of way that like we should be able to um so that was like that definitely was one of the like main uh goals uh for me like making for make like making a story like fables so could you elaborate a little bit on your creative process throughout Fables or Reclamation issue one, like it just being a thought in your head and you're inspired by something to publishing it and now promoting it. Right, um, so a lot of the um, development story-wise came uh, during like the first year of COVID. Uh, it was like during 2020. Mm-hmm. And it was also um, like around a lot of the same times that um, a lot of murders were going on. Um, it was like kind of like back to back with Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, uh, George Floyd, and um, just kind of seeing how our reactions to like, uh, like how a lot of like black people's reactions to it um, and like expressing of feelings about it were kind of um, honestly like, like the the I, I feel like the status quo kind of shifted uh where it's like there were a lot of like good outcomes of it like um I had never seen white like the name or title like white supremacy being so normally like talked about mm-hmm. but then I feel like also like when it finally did come to like a lot of like um a lot of black people expressing how we actually felt about the matter or like at least in my own experience it was like it was very much like kind of like a a workshop of how to feel (laughs) about like um about like how we like how we should be feeling about things that like we've been saying has always been going on um and I feel like a lot of that like kind of showed with like how a lot of protests were seen as like riots um just because like a section or like uh, like a small percentage or a small group amount of people um use like use the protest efforts for like completely um sideways means but then that somehow became like the entire narrative of like people being like out on like out in the streets saying like murdering other people is wrong um Mm -hmm. it's like that entire like the like that entire like notion just kind of goes out the window um and the, I just remember that being like a really like uh frustrating frustrating experience in like time to be in because um it was like there was so much division and um I um yeah I think like seeing a lot of that and also like experiencing it uh just like when you go out um 
and people like people that you've known recently or known for a long time it's just it was like a really like it was a very um disorienting time like just kind of seeing um and it like seeing and experiencing like a lot of people's reactions to like the things that were going on mm-hmm. um, so I think like with this story I kind of wanted to um ex- like I, I wanted to express like a lot of um like observations and experiences that I've had like in relation to not not necessarily the topic of race but like of um just different perspectives um like actually being like represented uh yeah it's I think you're the first person that I've spoken to that that was inspired by you know um you know the protests and stuff that was happening in 2020 from the um killings of of you know those people of Ahmad and Brianna and George because I don't know if you know but I'm an urban fantasy writer like I've written two books and my first book the what inspired me to, to write it like the the for very beginning of it I mean it's not so much of it in the book but what inspired me was like my anger and frustration from the Freddie Gray riots mm-hmm. so a lot of it was very angry and frustrated and um I, I, I just wanted I just kept thinking like if black people had superpowers if we were as you know mystical and and maybe I wouldn't say fearful as people portray us as I mean we're just people but if we did have superpowers you know what would that look like um it may not be you know like Spider-Man and Superman or anything like that but what kind of powers would we have and what would that look like in modern day time in a way because that's how so that's pretty much how mine started Nice. So it, it's nice to hear that somebody else um, kind of has the same line of thinking when they created their stuff, even though it may not be fully in in that work. I don't know about yours, but it's not in mine. It is what inspired it in a way, yeah. in, in, in a healthy, yeah, yeah. kind of like a, a healthy way of channeling that frustration and anger in a mm-hmm. way. So it was nice to hear from somebody else as well. Oh, yeah, totally. That Yeah, that that's... Um... I think yeah same it is nice to hear um def like definitely because I feel like a lot of the times um like the emotion like in the anger and frustration that comes from it can feel like so negative at a time that I like like oftentimes don't you know it's like I don't want to be putting out something that's like like rageful mm-hmm. um you know just to like kind of like cathartically like release it like so it's like I a lot of times I feel like it was like an insecurity I had like that I kind of needed to um just kind of like let go and Mm -hmm. just like let it like let the process be it's like it's it's process and um not necessarily be so worried about like how things would like come out um because uh, over like also over the past like like couple years uh, or like year and a half or so I can't believe like how like how 
deep into the pandemic we are <laughs> so crazy yeah. but um but yeah like around like it's a lot of like a lot of that time um has also like i've i've had like a lot of time to like do a lot of that like inner work which like it, to me in the beginning was like um kind of like hard to do like a lot of the um like emotional like like confrontation uh -huh. uh, and I think that was like that beginning that process and like seeing the benefits of it um, is kind of like what helped me like affirm the idea that I wanted to like continue like writing these things like writing these comics um, writing these stories like and actually like uh, pushing them like pushing them forward um, uh, because like for for a really long time like a lot of the characters that aren't or the like a lot of the characters and stories that like aren't in fables um wanted to kind of like like always put out there at some point um like there like there's always like the grander like scale idea and stuff like uh just developing with friends and family and uh like like creating like different ideas over time um that's always been something I've like enjoyed, but um, I think like like with fables, like really um, everything that was going on at that time, and like the like the amount of like frustration and emotions that I I had, um, and also like the job I was working too, um, it was like all kind of aligned in the same in the same point, like point like in the same like like saying a lot of the same things in different settings and then pointing me in the same direction um or a lot of it was just kind of like letting go of fear and um like always being able to acknowledge that the fear itself doesn't doesn't like ever really go away but like learning how to um like still work through it um has always been kind of like over the last year and a half or so something that has been like a really strong motivator um could you describe some of your characters in uh in fables like what your readers should expect as far as um you know like i like i told the, the one character that was in full knight armor and then you have like a, a witch that's in there as well with big old afro and like what yeah. what, what should we expect as readers um for in, in fables of reclamation so um like the like the guy in the uh the knight's armor uh his name is robert roosevelt um he's one of the main characters of the story so he's um basically this knight who has like like when he was um like an adolescent uh he was part of like a village that was like raided and um and he was part of like a recruitment effort to fight in this war uh, to preserve the land of this king who pretty much enslaved him to do that. Um, and this first issue kind of introduces him like in the middle of one of these skirmishes uh, where he's like out on the front lines protecting the castle of, of like this king. Um, so they're fighting like a, a giant sea monster uh, that's being used by um these like this nation like this group of uh goblins and um cyclopses called the preservers who 
somehow like found a way to use like a magical enchantment to like mind could like to take over the mind of this sea monster and have him attack this castle uh the witch character uh her name is sister sybil she um she's like the other main character in the story so she has uh the ability to summon teleportation portals um at small distances but that like what she chooses to teleport in and out um is how she's like an effective and like powerful member um in like the war efforts so she's actually there uh from se like separate um separate ties to robert roosevelt um she was like she's part of a, a separate village during like the recruitment effort uh where she actually offered up her her prowess um on the front lines in exchange for the like remaining safety of her village so she basically said like i'll i'll join your guys's fight if you leave like my family alone so um that's pretty much like where um her and uh robert's perspectives kind of differ where he's fought in these battles for such a long time that a lot of the um memories who he had of like the life that he had before or what it could have been and like or what it could have been um he doesn't really have much connection to uh whereas she's still very like very much like present and aware of um the circumstances on why they're there while you were while you were describing the two characters, I, I merely thought of Robert as um did you ever see I think it was called I don't know how you pronounce it, Yusuke is the one with the black samurai. Yeah. That's what it kind of reminds me of. And then um Sister Sybil kind of reminds me of um with her ability to to teleport. She can only do it at short, you said like short distances, right? Yeah. So it kind of reminded me of like um, TARDIS from Doctor Who, how they can, I, I think that's what it is, right? How they can jump from to different time, times in history or something like that. It kind of reminded me of that. I was like, oh, that'd be really cool because I always think when somebody asks, oh, if you can have a superpower, what would it be? I was like to, to, to fly and like to apparate from like Harry Potter to like be able to just to just move. I like the freedom of just being able to move. Yeah. So she has that ability and it's crazy because it's a black woman who has the ability to just move to be free whereas i don't know if that is something that ever came to mind when you thought of the character but that's what it it reminds me of what it makes me think of that this black woman who you know michael x said my black women are the most abused and oppressed people in the entire world not that's not that's, that's not verbatim that's just me paraphrasing um but yeah, she's been able to just up and move and make her own decisions. And she has deep connections to her own life, whereas he he doesn't. So in the fact, she's a black woman. So yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just making these really co connections as you're talking about and I found them really interesting. Cool. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, that's, yeah, that's, uh, you're pretty much spot on for both. Um, okay. Like Robert was, um, like like when I was writing him, uh for like a lot of the earlier drafts um i did i was like i was inspired off uh yasuke um the, the anime hadn't come out yet but um i had heard um uh, they were like in development for a live action movie um 
at the like yeah sadly at the time i like i I don't know if there were rumors but um it was it was before and sad like honestly uh chadwick boseman passing was like also another like and like black panther in general was like a huge inspiration um but i heard at the time that he was like in um he was like in talks to like play like a live action uh yasuke um and then that from hearing that like i was just like really interested in the idea of like a, a black samurai um so at the time there was a book out on him so i was reading that um just like out of like pure interest of like hearing about his story and stuff and um yeah that was one like one really big inspiration uh like when i was first coming up with robert except just like took the samurai and and made him a knight but um yeah the the idea of him being like a a serf um who was like a servant and um also like a really strong like warrior that like was heavily relied on and like like in in the battlefield to to the extent of him like almost being like uh regarded out of serfdom uh was like what like a really big like um inspiration for robert's character and what about um sister sybil who who how like who inspired her um so at that time um I also wanted there to be like a like um, a black character who wasn't a slave, because um, looking up uh, like just black people in medieval times, like there were a lot of black people that served different uh, different roles in like in uh, community like like roles um, that weren't that had no ties to slavery at, or like they had no um, no like no um servitude like nor no like role of servitude um and one of those was um there were like sibyls uh sibyls were pretty much like uh like oracles or like fortune tellers kind of and um they uh like uh, like that was also uh, around the time i was um watching uh like the uh, first matrix again so a lot of sister Sybil's um inspiration comes from like a kind of like a combination of like the oracle and um morpheus because uh, i always wanted her to be like someone who um is kind of like a mentor uh to robert so it's like kind of like and she's also like um very like and, and i guess to an extent like also trinity because like i wanted her to be kick-ass so um <laughs> so yeah um yeah i yeah like a lot of um like seeing how like sibyls were in um in medieval like like there were uh black female sibyls in in medieval in medieval times and then also like the oracle um like seeing those two things like kind of line up was um like a lot of inspiration for like establishing where like what her role would be mm-hmm. so how has your experience been searching for collaborators like did did you illustrate this as well or was this with someone else so this was with uh winston gambro uh i met him on um facebook um 
honestly, Facebook mess like Facebook has a lot of great um, like networking pages for comic mm -hmm. creators. Um, and so that's yeah, this was uh, like I just did the words on this one. Um, like the artwork um, that was Winston. So he he did the illustration, the inking, um, like the flats and and uh, he works. Uh, he also collaborated with like a team of colorists. Uh, mm -hmm. But yeah, he was uh, like an amazing help. Um, that like the art, um, the art and collaboration like searching process um, was uh, pretty like pretty. Uh, it's like very interesting and, and like a lot of like fun. Um, I would definitely say um, to anyone who would like who anyone who is starting to like. Uh, how I started anyway is um, like going through like Facebook, uh, Facebook uh, networking pages, like um, comic book creators, comic book artists, comic book writers, uh, comic illustrators. Um, there's also ArtStation, um, um, Fiverr. Uh, I haven't, I personally haven't found uh, or like collaborated with anyone from Fiverr, but I know that's like a, uh, like a really good popular one. Um, and also just kind of like surfing, surfing through uh, Instagram uh, is how, like how I uh, met like a lot of the people I've uh, collaborated with. Uh, the first concept artist, um, I met Juwan, um, who did like a lot of the concept artwork for um, like uh, the first, like, well, fables and also like other, um, other characters. Like I hope to tell, like I hope to tell the stories of in the future um we met him through uh facebook um his facebook networking pages and um uh yeah i think the like the collaboration process is um very uh kind of enlightening because it kind of shows you how much of it um like as long as like how much of it can like really be fun like when you open open like the heart of your project and like also like and like what your vision is uh to other people and just seeing like what you guys can make of it together um and yeah like i never would have like over over like last year like when we like started the production process like i never would have imagined like having something like finished and and tangible after like kind of um also letting go of those fears <laughs> letting go of those fears again um so yeah it's been that's been uh one of the highlights for sure is the collaborating process yeah it's is funny how you say that because i was i was about to ask you like did you struggle with you know putting it out there and showing it to other people like you know because you know how a lot of us we don't like fully talking about our work we kind of just let it show speak for itself but when it comes to, you know, finding collaborators and finding someone to fill in the space where you are like maybe weakened or you don't have any knowledge in whatsoever, you kind of have to put yourself out there. So it's like, you know, did you did you ever really struggle with that or was it like really intimidating? And you was like, you know what, the hell with it. The worst they can say is no. So it's yeah, it. yeah, it, it pretty much comes down to the worst thing they can say is no. Um, but it is, it, yeah, like, uh, it would, it would be very, um, 
and still is at times like very kind of like nerve wracking um, to like put the idea out there. Um, I think I just kind of have to like remember and um, and learn that it's all like growth. Um, it's all like, you know, like having like having fun with this current thing and then um, learning from like it's like learn like learning from the process of it so that you can like come at the next thing with like a different angle. Um, and that can be down to like just like um, the idea of what you want to see for a, a piece of like concept art. Um, but I know like also putting into words is also its own process. Um, like like uh, at, from like a writer, like from from a writer's standpoint, like trying to um, like like taking your work to an artist and like saying, hey, can like can we like can we uh, do this? Like is this like can, um, is it's like that's its own process putting it into words. Um, but um, I think trusting trusting that like you came to that vision for a reason uh and just kind of like having like having faith on that reason um, mm -hmm. and then also like kind of like you said like that's kind of where you have to like stretch yourself out a little bit to to the artist and trust that like they trust your vision enough to to bring it forward um and also to like like letting them letting like leaving it open to like because I, I feel like one of the big struggles is like like how how like easy it is to like you know like hold on to it because it's our baby so it's like like kind of letting the artists have um fun with it too so where it's like something where it's like yeah they it is a commission it is something that they're doing for you but like letting a little bit of their uniqueness like come out in it and then it becomes like the final product becomes something like that kind of exceeds what you originally like thought when it's like yeah. like finished and and complete it's like oh my god <laughs> like this looks this is real like this it's like so it's um uh yeah i think but it's all like um uh, yeah i think it's all growth i think yeah Okay, um, you kind of already answered it, but uh, what advice would you offer to other artists that you wish someone would have told you when you first started? Oh, um, it can be with okay. writing, it can be with, you know, reaching out to two people, like, you know, how do you pitch something to somebody as a writer, to an illustrator, or it can be how you figured out how to do the writing you know in a way or whatever it may be so like what advice when you when you think of how this whole process was with creating fables you'd be like damn i wish somebody would have told me this when i first started that you like have now learned okay um on yeah so honestly i think a lot of the things that helped me i um i learned from hearing um like a, the first few rounds from like other indie creators like when i first started um for, and also um like mentor like uh my mentor and friend uh from work at the time too like uh I'm I'm uh kind of like like grateful for like a lot of the the helpful like tips and guidance I did get from 
um, like Godhood Comics uh, creator, like uh, Ty uh, Tyler Forrest Martin, uh, Sebastian Jones and uh, his Niobe run, like they both gave like incredible, uh, incredible um, advice um, in like Clubhouse. I think like club like on on clubhouse meetings and then um tyler hosts um like godhood like uh comic creating classes um so like a lot of the um like tips and information they gave uh just with uh taking your time with the creative process and um like uh, i think another great uh, another great tip is to uh, like when you're breaking down your pages, um, you know, you want to be able to tell one story uh, in that page. Um, the whole book itself should be like, like its own story, but you want to tell like many stories across like each page. And I think like, uh, for like me, uh, myself, like when I uh, start the like start writing the scripts um trying to tell like a short story across each page like really helps getting it like getting the cogs turning like getting getting it moving like a bit faster uh because when you have the overall like story idea it's kind of hard sometimes to like shrink it to like shrink it down and like think about it um in small piece by piece like segments um and um yeah, and I and I believe um, outlining. Um, I, I've I've definitely received that advice uh, from from many people. Um, I, I think per, like from my personal experience um, as like in in writing, like from middle school and high school, like outlining is definitely the best advice I could give. Um, that's always been like. Uh, <laughs> Where we're like in in um, in those earlier years, uh, or I'm probably it's probably still today. Like outlining is not where projects get stuck for me, but like I feel like a lot of times when I'm done doing an outline, I'm like, okay, the story's done. <laughs> but but um, um, but yeah, I think outlining for sure um, kind of helps you see the like the beginning, the middle, and the end. Um, it's very important, um, and then. Uh, it's where you kind of get to have fun with the story the most um, because then like the story starts telling itself like once you have like you know all your main characters like how like you and then you have in your head like how you like some like a lot of times like I'll know how I want it to end um, and then like getting there is kind of like the the hard part and making it all make sense um, but I, th I really think outlining is kind of where those middle sections start to like create themselves when you see like everything that's on the board. And then when you just start like going forward, it kind of starts to come together. You just kind of have to like, also like continue trusting in your vision that like like where you want it to, like what you want to say with it um, will find its way. I think a lot of that comes out in the outline. Are you a linear writer or do you write just like what you can think of or what you want to write as of right now? Cause you have the outline, right? But then it's like, do you write straight through or do you just, you know, oh, I'm more interested in this scene right here. I don't know where it connects at, but um, I want this one. I want a fight scene or I want a, a dialogue scene. They do something before that 
Yeah. And they do something after. I don't know what it is yet. It might be something different, but I'm interested in this dialogue between the two characters, right? Right now, we're worried about the rest later. Even oh, though yeah. you know, it's not anywhere in the beginning, it's not anywhere in the end. It's just a scene that I have in my head right now. Mm-hmm. That um, yeah, I haven't like so for this first uh this first issue, um that was like honestly one like one of the things that happened um like in how it became the first issue was um like I like I was initially taking a class um that was supposed to be like a short 10 page comic that like told a like a single story and uh when I was working on the story for fables it was like this whole it ended up like the outline ended up turning into this like whole like long <laughs> like long thing that definitely could not be told in 10 pages um so then after the class uh kind of stuck with the idea and uh, I wanted to really focus on a fight scene like I really uh wanted to like just do um like in the in the original like in the thing I was making for the class it was like like a quick panel of like um a flashback of uh Robert in like a a battle scene where it kind of shows like the like the battles that he's been through as a knight like during the war and uh that like that panel ended up becoming like a whole like the whole first um like issue where it was kind of like exploring like why like like why he's in this fight right now like who's who's like also like fighting in this war like what like what's going on on the other side like why are they um at the edge like uh like and it it became like the entire um so honestly like it um like the whole more uh story developments can come out from from just um wanting to focus on like one mm-hmm. one scene and and things like that definitely um yeah okay well my last question for you Jared is what is your idea of success so I ask that because as creators, if we're not getting regular paychecks from a full-time job or making consistent revenue from our art, we're considered failures. Many of us will put our dreams and projects on the back burner or give them up altogether because this career can be highly intimidating and competitive. So what is your idea of quote-unquote success? Um, honestly, um, finishing a like finishing a project and and seeing that someone else can enjoy it. Like someone else is able to like, like have like a tangible, like finished product of something that I made and like it generates a positive emotion for them. Uh, I think that is like, uh, I think the the goal, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, well, is there anything else that you want to touch on about Fables or Reclamation issue one that I may have missed or did you want to talk about any other projects? um do you host is it geekology how do you pronounce it oh yeah so okay Uh, did you want to talk about that or i mean did you want to still talk about fables and then talk about that just so you can round it up a bit before um you talk about the the show oh sure um yeah so um yeah like uh our publisher is uh geekology uh geekology comics equality okay Okay. Uh uh-huh um yeah so that is um like yeah we're a comic book publisher um so fables is like um currently like our our first published work 
And um, soon this year, we will uh, be continuing to tell more fable stories, as well as um, premiering uh, my friend Kevin Mondujano's uh, comic book series, uh, Mortal Man. And that will be um, coming out also this year. Um, so that's going to be more set in the present day. Um, Kevin's going to be on the mic on that one. So I'm really excited. Um, and that's also also like one of the best parts of the collaboration process is like um, working um, working with other creators. So then like um, like the brand like the brand of equality and um, you know it's like it's it's great to have like different diff like because the whole goal of equality is to like present different like represent different perspectives. Um, so I think like when we start putting out like more works from from myself and and uh, like I can't wait for people to see Mortal Man because it's uh, that's gonna be um, also like on um, like hitting on like a lot of things about representation that are important to to the both of us. Um, so um, yeah, that's currently our plans for uh, for 2022. Um, the more more fable stories, uh, hopefully more updates will be out about that soon. And then uh, we will also um, on our like on our Instagram page uh, at Equality Comics, uh, we will keep, be keeping you guys updated uh, for more Mortal Men updates and news and more fables of reclamation. Um, and you can currently uh, go on Equality.com to also check out uh, more updates and. Um, our merch store is uh, online and we're uh, going to be selling the comics from there. Yeah, I was on the website and I saw Mortal Man. I was trying to click it and see more about it. And I don't think <laughs> I could. I was like, this Mortal Man, this stuff looks really good. I want to see more about it. So, yeah, um, I'm definitely interested in Fables of Reclamation. Like I said, I'm really into it. Reminds me of d and I'm really big into that. And then I have people of color in it as well you know, have a large role in it, pretty much be the main characters is even better. I'm all for it. So, um, but again, I, I want to thank the creator and comics writer of the comic Fables of Reclamation issue one, Jared Bailey. Uh, I highly recommend our listeners to give Jared's website a look, share, and buy Fables of Reclamation issue one among the uh, other works and merch that they um, offer as well on the site. Uh, all of Jared's socials and website will be listed alongside the website in this episode's details. Again, I'm K.S. Garner, and you have been listening to the Solo Nerdbird Podcast. Thank you. Thank you.